posting a picture right now on ESPN NFL's Instagram. Andre, Andre Snellings filling in tonight for Ian Fitzsimmons. Amber and Ian presented by Progressive Insurance. You can find him at Professor DRZ. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. I'm seeing a picture on ESPN's NFL account on, on the gram, as the kids say, for a rookie dinner for the Seattle Seahawks. The bill for this dinner $22,203.60. for yeah. dinner. Yeah. So, I mean, as you say, it's a, a, a rookie dinner, right? So this is one that they had a dinner and they stiffed rookie with the bill? Is that, is that what yes, we're talking about that here? that one. Exactly. So they run it up as far as possible. And yeah. I get that it's a bunch of grown men uh, and grown might be understating it in a restaurant. But still, man, yeah. $22,000. That is wild. But you know you know it can be done. I, I remember I lost a bet one time to uh, one of my best friends who ran track with me at Michigan. And uh, I had to take him to, like, the Cheesecake Factory and, and, and let him order what he wanted. I had no idea. I was, in, you know, just out of college. I didn't know you could spend hundreds of dollars for one person at a restaurant until that day. At the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, at the Cheesecake Factory until that day. So, uh, sellers, um, you know, I'm, I'm still mad at you for that, by the way. Um, you know, you, you taught me that lesson. So, I can't imagine, you know, I don't know how many football players it was, but if you've got tens of 250 to 300 pound men that are motivated to run a bill up against you. Yeah, uh, you you went for a long night. Yeah, I'm wondering where it is because there it is more impressive. It's somewhere like the Cheesecake Factory, which, you know, it's not mm-hmm. McDonald's, but it's also not, you know, the, the most expensive. It, it ain't got two Michelin stars, right? right. Mm-hmm. So it depends where you're at, how impressive this bill is. I think by all accounts, $22,000 is impressive coming from anybody for a dinner uh, that the rookies got stuck with. Uh, also impressive is our very own game that we love to play here at Amber and Ian. Let's play it. Big deal, not a big deal. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Amber and Ian? Hello, James Deal. I hope I didn't just steal one of your big deals, not a big deals. Uh, I would never tell you if you did. I wouldn't give you that satisfaction. <laughs> um, so we talked about a little bit with uh, Matt Miller earlier in the show, uh, Michael Penix Jr., uh, and how his draft stock has risen uh, with his performances in the college football playoffs so far. Warren Moon, uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer, was on uh, Unsportsmanlike this morning, and uh, this is what he had to say about uh, Michael Penix Jr. Michael Penix is going to jump up the ladder because I think a lot of people aren't looking at him that seriously until last week. So I think the whole nation got a chance to see him last week, and uh, now they see what he's capable of doing. I think he'll go in the top three of the quarterbacks that are going to be drafted after he goes through the whole scouting process and all that, and everybody sees him and, and talks to him and gets him on the grease board and all those different things they do with the quarterbacks. So it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing pans out. But I think Michael will go, you know, like I said, in the top three quarterbacks. Dre, big deal, not a big deal. The Hall of Famer Warren Moon, uh, one of the great all-time quarterbacks, thinks Michael Penix Jr. will be a top three pick in the draft. Um, I don't think it's a big deal that Warren Moon thinks so. I do think it could be a big deal that he might be right. Um, side note, I met Warren Moon on this campus uh, a few years ago, and so, you know, one of the great quarterbacks of all time. And to me, I had never understood why Penix wasn't 
higher on the draft boards anyway, at least off of this season. He's been excellent all year. He did it on a big scale. And if he's able to do it again on Monday against my Wolverines and their excellent uh, secondary, then, yeah, he could be one of the top three signal callers uh, whose name is called. I don't think it's nearly as crazy as it was a couple months ago where that would have sounded insane. I mean, we were talking about Michael Penix Jr. being something like a second round pick not that long ago at all. And now we're talking about him being a top 10 pick. That is quite the come up in terms of top three quarterbacks. So he'd be going ahead of, I guess, Bo Nix. I mean, Jaden Daniels. So you'd have Caleb Williams off the board and probably Drake May and yeah. then Michael Penix Jr. And so he's taken over that conversation from J- the Jaden Daniels of the world. I guess it's a big deal. It's a big deal because any way you cut it, whether Warren Moon is exactly right or not, he's going to be one of the first quarterbacks off the board. And that's not something that we would have said uh, just a month ago, frankly. So he is he is certainly it's a big deal has risen his draft stock that much. Uh, this was a request from uh, Amber Wilson uh, today for Big Deal, not a big deal. Uh, the Bills Dolphins game on Sunday night will have a halftime show celebrating 50 years of hip hop. Starring Trick Daddy, Trina, Rick Ross, and Uncle Luke. Amber, since this is your idea, big deal, not a big deal. Obviously, it's a big deal. Uh, (laughs) It's a big deal. Also, those people that you just named are are all Miami artists. And it is a big, big deal that we're celebrating hip-hop. That Bill's Dolphins game is a big deal because it's for all the apples. It's for the division. Now, the Dolphins are in a postseason either way. The Bills might not be if they lose that game, frankly. But whoever wins that game wins the AFC East. All of it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, Really quick, uh, when I was in college, uh, me and and my teammate Alicia McClinton did Trick Daddy and Trina's You Don't Know Nant in a talent show. And uh, I was a last second substitute. And so the the, uh, response I got from the crowd was, you ain't no Nant of the words. But (laughs) (laughs) the two of them being out there on Sunday night. Nobody knows all the words to that thing. (laughs) So, yeah, big deal for me. I definitely pretended my whole life like I know all the words to that thing, though. Believe that. All right, Do you even know what song we're talking about, James? I, I have no idea what you're talking oh, about. Oh, wow. Now. You don't know Nant? Wow. No, I'm sorry. I, I think those are the I only do. words I can <laughs> legally say <laughs> on the air. I was, <laughs> I, was just, I was just texting with someone about. Uh, I was just texting with someone today about possibly going to see Pantera at Madison Square Garden. So that's where I am. Who? Pan- I, I, what? I didn't want to be the one to say it. I was Pantera? Like, Let me one of the Google greatest that. heavy metal bands of all time? Oh, yeah, that Pantera. Oh, my gosh. I don't know which is worse, me or you. I get the other Pantera. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's stick with – um, by the way, I can't wait uh, to watch the Dolphins lose to a good team again. Uh, Ouch. Let's stick with Miami. <laughs> what's going on in Miami? Just how dare you. What, what's going on in Miami, Amber? Uh, a Miami mall was shut down by police, and there are rumors being spread around uh, about an 8- to 10-foot tall shadow – Shadowy alien. Hold on, hold figure. on. Someone just walked into the, the studio and was talking while we were on the air. Uh, <laughs> eight to legit. ten foot tall shadow aliens. News outlets are reporting it was a, a teen riot, but first hand accounts are saying otherwise. Amber, what is going on in Miami? And is it a big deal or not a big deal that we have like eight to ten foot aliens uh, I running around Miami? When our boss just walked into the studio when you were in the mid sentence, that ESPN was shutting us down from talking about the aliens, which, if in fact that was true, it would have been confirmation that there are in fact aliens. 
Bob Iger's like listening to this program, which I mean, God, Bob Iger doesn't even know this program exists. But Bob Iger's, Iger, the Disney CEO, is listening to this program. He's like, oh, no. You know, like alarms <laughs> are button. going off. This is an office, you know. <laughs> the aliens are calling Iger. Like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. No. None of this is a big deal because none of this is true. There was a bunch of cops at Bayside. Okay. There could be a bunch of cops at Bayside in Miami on any given Tuesday. Nobody cares about this. Outdoor, a mall is overstating it. It's like an outdoor place with restaurants. Are you scared of the truth, Amber? (laughs) It's just, it's the most touristy place. I mean, shout out to Bayside. I've had lots of fun times there, but it's just not the place that I would peg as the destination for alien life i believe in aliens andre i just don't think that they're 10 feet tall hanging out at bayside and only bayside in miami and there's a big conspiracy on our hands i mean yeah i'm, I'm a numbers guy and there's billions of stars so um, yeah so you, you so know, it, it stands to reason there yeah there's something out there <laughs> yeah no but they ain't here at bayside anyways i'm not at bayside <laughs> The, the biggest deal aspect of this is uh, producer James Steele saying there's definitely aliens there. Um, Absolutely. It was, it was reminiscent oh, of Ron Artest saying Victor Wimanyama was definitely going to score 100 points. And I'm glad it was said with the same seriousness. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely aliens. I mean, I, no, I, don't, I, I don't think we need to discuss that part of it. Right. The, the, the question isn't if there is alien life forms well, out there. there. Is. Well, well, no. Yeah. It was James Steele saying there was definitely, definitely aliens in Florida. Oh, yeah, that too. That right. In Florida, in Miami. Definitely an alien. Shopping, like hanging out at Hooters and Bayside, like yeah. we've all done. Listen, that's I think what the aliens are apparently they're, doing. They're everywhere, and I think we just saw one there just by happenstance. Yeah, no, for sure. There's a uh, lot of police there. Of I don't you, know if a, a teen riot, a bunch of teens fighting, called for like, it looked like there was hundreds of police cars there. I saw all I needed to see on that blurry video. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> which, which was just a shadow and police yeah. cars. That's all there Listen, was. People have, were writing on the internet that this is an old video, that the government had buried it, that this was something that happened dun, dun, dun. like years ago. And then I, the the Levitard guys are right across from their, their studio and they're like, no, 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 it was happening right now. Like, you know, the, the cops were there. People could see them. So this is a lot of internet fodder but frankly stranger things have happened in miami as somebody who lived in south florida for 20 years i can tell you stranger things have happened than a 10 feet tall extraterrestrial being hanging out at hooters at bayside it sounds like you're talking yourself into it sounds like you're talking yourself into it listen if they're if they're if they're living in different galaxies and and getting here on these spacecraft they 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 might stop and buy hooters for some wings and well i mean maybe they're they're shadowy and blurry because they have some kind of technology that makes them that way (laughs) i'm just saying i don't think it's out of the question all I got to say as well is that those they would stop at Hooters because those wings are out Fire. of this world. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank out you. Out of this world. I don't think we can top that, so uh, we might as well just go to break. Oh, well done. I'm actually Coming speechless. Up next. Coming up next. Uh, gather your speech because we've got to do some more of it coming up next here on Amber and Ian with Andre Snellings filling in for Ian tonight. Draymond Green is apparently going to be rejoining the Warriors. What does that mean for the Warriors? We'll get into that. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Andre Snellings was filling in for Ian also a couple nights ago. And Dre, you and I had a conversation about Draymond yes. and the Warriors. And we were saying that him not being anywhere near the team might frankly be best at this point, but that it's not a very big deal because of where the Warriors are. And frankly, also kind of a bit where Draymond is at this point in his career. And it felt like the two sides were taking some time apart here during this indefinite suspension. However, now we got the news yesterday that Draymond Green is expected to rejoin the Warriors, that he is expected to return to the Warriors facility here in the coming days, that he's going to start ramping up practices to resume play so the indefinite suspension maybe not so indefinite after all Andre what is your reaction to this news breaking just uh, 24 hours after you and I discussed the opposite yeah the 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 timing of it was probably influenced in some (laughs) I'm sorry I've got the article pulled up and they're just showing the Draymond Green highlight reel of, of of him of, choking people out and yes. going after people and it, kicking people. The and, wrestling stomp, you know, is is, yeah. is is just distracting. But yeah, I mean, so here's the thing: the the, the Warriors. Wait, hold on. Were you about to say the timing was influenced by us? Were you? Do you think like Adam Silver's <laughs> tuned in to say? Because I'd like to think that. I that would love Adam to Silver, think that. Like, He's driving around in his Ferrari or whatever Adam Silver drives, and he turns on his radio, and he's like, oh, I'll tune in to Sirius XM Channel 80. Fire up some old ESPN. Andre Snellings, Amber Wilson, of course, he knows us very well. He's yes. a big fan. And so he tunes in, and he hears us talking about Draymond and the separation there between the Warriors and Draymond Green, and he makes a phone call, tells the Warriors to get him back in the facility. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's how it really happened. Um, what I was going to say is it may have been influenced by that game yesterday. It oh, was, you know, the the, the, oh, <laughs> the but I mean, of course, that classic game was not as important as us talking about it on Wednesday. I mean, I don't want to get it twisted, Duh. but I do think that the the Warriors as a team, the fact that they played so well against the the, the defending champions, and then you know, kind of had snatched defeat from the jaws of victory and. Steph Curry is chewing the mouthpiece. You know, I think there's a motivation. There's always been a motivation from that team, but I think there's a a real motivation from them that if we don't get Draymond back soon, then it's over. Like, everything's over. Not just this season. This iteration, this generation of Warriors basketball is over, and it's a dynasty. And I, I do think that Silver would like for that not to be the outcome. Maybe it doesn't matter at this point. Maybe once Draymond comes back, there's still not going to be anything. But if he doesn't come back, there's definitely not going to be anything. So I think maybe that uh, might have some influence for why he might see him on the court again uh, before the month's out. We got the report 
that Draymond has been participating in individual counseling sessions and periodic virtual meetings that include team, league, and union officials designed to chart his progress towards reinstatement. That is what sources told ESPN and reportedly even after he's reinstated that some of those meetings with his agent with clutch sports rich paul with maybe the warriors general manager the trainers all some people officials from the nba whatever they could even continue even if he's reinstated to try to go through these virtual meetings or these therapy sessions or whatever they are i i just i you know my my take on all of this though and i'm not mm-hmm. trying to be insensitive to anything that's happened with draymond but draymond just it, it, draymond's draymond to me and there's such a large body of work here that spans years i think that if you cost yourself your team an nba title because of a kick because of one of your you out you know your uh what is the word? I'm having a brain blank. I'm not uh, batting a thousand temper, tonight. Yeah, um, outbursts. That's yes. the word I'm looking for. I'm a little sick tonight, mm-hmm. and it's Friday, so it's one of those things. I've been sick all week, and I actually said to James Steele on a break words that I have never uttered before in my entire life, and I said to James, I'm tired of talking. Wow. And James, like, about lost his mind. I, I don't – I'm I'm worried about her. Right. Uh, I'm being quite honest with you, I'm not, I'm not sure what to do with that. And uh... <laughs> I'm, like, on my third cup of tea in the last two hours. I'm drinking experiment tea over here. Um, yeah, I'm a little struggle city. And there's not much uh, in terms of the physical nature of our jobs here, Andre. But when you are under the weather and you feel your voice going and it's mm-hmm. in my throat and my voice, you know, it's a little, I'm playing, you know, I'm coming yeah, off the IR. Injured. I'm, play, playing, I'm playing, injured. playing injured. I'm playing yeah. through it, though. This is my flu game. Like a professional. I'm playing through it. There you go. Uh, I just couldn't remember the word outburst. Uh, so there you go. That's what Draymond had. That's what I'm having now. That's what Draymond had. And he's had it time and time. Time and time again, it's well documented. It doesn't matter if it hurts his team. It doesn't matter if he quite literally is knocking out a teammate. You know, it's just such a large body of work. This is who Draymond is. And I can't imagine virtual meetings with whomever is really going to end up changing any of that. I think the Warriors want him back because the Warriors need defense. Yeah, the, the Warriors need defense and they just need more talent. You know, uh, Nikola Jokic. Over his last four games, a shot something like 90% from the field, which is stupid. But in the first half yesterday, he was, I want to say, I think he only missed one shot. And he was just moving people to the rim and, and laying, you know, laying the ball in. And, of course, Draymond is too short to really stop Jokic. But you're not going to just move him like that. And, and so I think they're missing, they're definitely missing that element of the team. Um, but I, I also... I heard a, a good conversation today where someone was pointing out that even if this kind of therapy and, and you know, rehabilitation that they've been putting Draymond through these last few weeks, even if it works and he's no longer just cold cocking people or stomping on their chest or doing things like that, he's still only really six foot five and he's going to play with an edge because that's the only way that he can be effective. And so what happens the next time a young dude on some team, you know, tries to dunk on him and comes down and pushes him or like gets in his face and yells, is he really going to be the one that can just back away from that? I think that's probably the Warriors and the NBA's kind of nightmare is even if Draymond is on good behavior, how far are you going to be able to push him before he does something else to get suspended again? Well, it's part of the strategy, right? Mm-hmm. If you're the opponent, it's part of the strategy. Go after the hothead yep. who you know one more strike, and I, I would imagine that dude's out. I, what happens if he does it again? I don't know. I, I've been very unimpressed with how the Warriors have handled all of it because – 
course he's going to keep doing it. The only punishment's coming from the NBA. I mean, the fact that the Warriors didn't even bother to do anything when he knocked out Jordan Poole, to me, was pure insanity on the part of the Warriors. And I think, frankly, if they hadn't been this championship pedigree organization, we would all been going after the Warriors and going after Steve Kerr for the way that they handled that situation. It was outside of the NBA's control because of when and where it happened. Mm -hmm. And so there was no punishment for Draymond Green, quite literally punching a teammate in the face. And yes, it seems worse because it was caught on camera, but that's wild. And I don't know (laughs) what Jordan Poole said to that man, but there's the rumors out there. And like, it ain't that bad. You know, it's like, you're going to go, you're the backpack of stuff, allegedly, and you're going to get knocked out because of it. I mean, you can't even take that, you know, sticks and stones, man. Draymond, haven't you ever heard of that? And I just thought that the way that the Warriors handled that moment, Andre, was just... So abysmal. I and mean, it's because they, they want him on the court. That's yeah, it, it was almost tacitly. I don't know if I did say tacitly, allegedly. It was almost like they were on Draymond's side. You know, right. like nobody ever came out and said it, but the general tone always felt like, yeah, yeah he deserved that. Like, you know, what I'm saying? Like, you know uh, old Cat Williams, he shouldn't have been talking stuff. Like, you know, and that's not the, the way you would Cat think Williams. a professional uh, organization would be run. <laughs> Shannon Sharp, Cap Williams. Uh, yeah, I, I, and absolutely, we all got the impression the Warriors will back Draymond, period. And then you come out during this indefinite and Steve Kerr saying, well, we need some separation here because this isn't the same thing as nursing an ankle and some separation's good. And then here you are when you need the defense again. It's all at the end of the day about that talent. Coming up next, we're going to look ahead to Monday's national championship game with our very own Ian Fitzsimmons. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive. Ian, not here tonight. He's busy. The man has a national championship to get ready for. He will be on the ground in Houston on the call Monday night right here on ESPN Radio. Well, coverage will begin for the national championship between 
Michigan and Washington, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Andre Snelling's filling in tonight for Ian, but Ian kind enough to stop by his own show. Carve out a little time for us as a big timer here. Hello, Ian. You kill me. I mean, kind enough. Would you shut the hell kind up? Enough. How you been? What's going on? How are we doing? <laughs> We're good. Not as good as you, though. I'm sure it is very fun in Houston and the environment. It certainly will be fun Monday night. These two teams, Ian, feel like both teams of destiny, frankly, but only one can walk away a winner of this thing. Which team do you think is the better story? Well, that's a great question uh, because obviously the stories surrounding you know, Jim Harbaugh and Connor Stallions and, and all the, the negativity surrounding the Michigan program. When, when I talked to Blake Corum earlier this week, their All-American running back, he goes, look, we, we, we were used to this by week three, so we're calloused. I mean, this is something that doesn't impact us anymore. Uh, and, you know, and when Fortinball, when I was filling in for on, on Carlin versus Joe, where I got stolen from you, Amber, by yeah, Lee, when I was playing uh, – in the British guy, right? You know, one of our, one of our big bosses. I was probably not smart on my part, but anyway, uh, <laughs> when we talked to Corum on Wednesday, he also said, you know, when I scored that that, that touchdown in overtime, I knew we won because our defense is that good. I mean, so that the stories are all over the place with Michigan and re- replacing, you know, their star right guard and one of their captains, Zach Zinter, one of the best interior offensive linemen in all of college football. Uh, I mean, that's that side. Then Washington. I mean, it's the feel-good story of Michael Penix Jr. I mean, and that, the three-headed monster on the outside, and Roma Dunze, Jalen Polk, and, and Jalen McMillan, who are all going to go at worst by the second round. And Dunze is definitely going in the first round. The other two won't get out of the second round. I mean, you got a star left tackle in Troy Fawutanu who's going to move inside the guard at the next level, but he's going to be a first-round pick. I mean, Rosengardner on the other side is going to be – I mean, he can't come out yet, but he's already got a second-round grade on him at, at the right tackle spot. And obviously, Michael Penix Jr. And, and the availability of Dylan Johnson. So that's off the top of my head, Amber. As far as storylines <laughs> go in this unbelievable matchup where you've got two completely different styles. And we were talking about this during the break. And Andre, I know you're a big Go Blue guy. Man, to me, you know, we can talk about, you know, J.J. McCarthy and Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards and Harbaugh and Stallions and all that stuff. But to me, and then on the other side, Penix Jr. and and the wideouts I just mentioned, and Dylan Johnson's availability with that banged up foot. To me, this is a guts game again, almost like Washington and Texas. The running game and the offensive line for Michigan, where was Zinter healthy? There were seven seven offensive linemen for Michigan that, that are going to get drafted, and then it's still seven that's going to be drafted. Six are available for this game, so it's that O line and that power running attack for Michigan against a defensive front for Washington, which is good, but they ain't got Vita Vea, man. This, ain't, this, isn't that, this isn't your daddy's Washington Huskies. That, to me, is where, really, this game will be decided. The Washington front seven against that front, that offensive line for Michigan, and that unbelievable running attack where if J.J. McCarthy only has to throw it nine times, they're not scared just to go ahead and run it down your throat. All right. So, you know, um, all of your talk about all of the – First round and second round draft picks on Washington has my go blue heart uh, with heartburn. So I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stick with where you just ended off, and that's Michigan's offense against um, Washington's defense. But I'm gonna go to that JJ McCarthy and the likelihood they're probably gonna have to pass it more than nine times to keep up with this offense. There's been a lot of talk about the Washington defense being the worst pass defense in the uh, country by some stats because everybody's passing against them. Do you think McCarthy has the tools to be able to exploit them in this matchup? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I only saw him once in person this year, and it was at Minnesota. 
uh, and, and he was just, uh, I mean, he was a magician. And, and, but he didn't have to do a lot in that game also. You know, I mean, he, but he, on the year, what is he, around 73% uh, you know, passing for about 2,800 yards, which isn't a ton, but they haven't asked him to do it a lot. I mean, in comparison, I think he's thrown it just over 300 times, right, where Michael Penix Jr. has thrown it over 500 times. But when he's needed to, he has. Like, remember going into Penn State? I mean, they threw it like 38 times against whomever it was, oh, Indiana, yeah. who, I mean, whatever, but before Michigan finally played somebody, you know, and that would be the Nittany Lions. And I promise you, that was Coach Moore and Jim Harbaugh just showing, oh, by the way, we can do this if we have to do this. You know, his touchdown to INT ratio is 22 to 4. So when he has to do it, he can do it. Uh, and he's got weapons on the outside also. Roman Wilson is a beast, man. I mean, he's going to play in the next level for a long time. He's not the biggest guy. But he can get it done, you know, and they've got, they've got tight ends, you know, and Klein and, and Loveland going down the list that are also remarkably talented. So to answer your question, yeah, if he, can, if he has to, he can. And you're right about the, the Washington secondary. Dominique Hampton, their strong safety, number seven, is a big, big dude. He's every bit of 6'3", about 220. He's their best player on the back end along with Elijah Jackson. But other than that, and you're spot on. I mean, that is a weakness also when it comes to, you know, defending really anybody. Uh, but, man, if, if, if J.J. has to do it, he has proven he can. Ian Fitzsimmons, he hosts the show when he's not busy roaming the sidelines of a national championship <laughs> game. He will be busy doing just that, though, Monday night. Again, coverage beginning right here on ESPN Radio at 6.30 p.m. Eastern with Ian on the call. Uh, let's look at this matchup from a more macro pers- perspective since you've already given us some of the the nitty-gritty here. Michigan, they've been a very dominant team all season long, whereas Washington, you could call a very clutch team all season long. The Wolverines have outscored opponents by an average of almost 26 points per game, whereas Washington has won 10 straight games, Ian, by 10 points or less. Which gene, the clutch gene or the dominant gene, do you think is more important on a national championship stage? Boy, that's, that is an absolutely fantastic question. And you. to your point there, you know, Washington is now used to playing in that underdog role. When I had them against Oregon State, you know, at Oregon State, they were an underdog. In the Pac-12 title game, they, they were damn near a 10-point dog to a team they had beaten earlier in Oregon. Um, you know, you go into, you know, the national semi. They're an underdog yet again. Uh, and, and to Texas by four and a half points in this game. They're an underdog yet again by four and a half points. And I Remember, you know, Amber, we played the clip on Tuesday of Roma Dunze when I asked him about being an underdog again. You're probably going to be one again. He goes, good, we embrace it because we have shown that that doesn't matter. And they have been clutch. You are spot on. So if I had to choose one or the other, I would probably go with that clutch gene because Michael Penix Jr. and, and those three wideouts, along with Dylan Johnson in the backfield, and both as tight ends, you know, we're both going to be able to go in this game at Westover and Culp. They have remarkable chemistry. I mean, when you're completing, when you're throwing the ball over 500 times and you're completing the, the, what, like 68% of your passes, 35 touchdowns to nine INTs, it's just ridiculous. That's insane. Last week, talk about clutch. In the Sugar Bowl against that vaunted Texas front, Michael Penix Jr. targeted those wideouts 20 times. You know how many passes he completed? 19. For 353 yards and two touchdowns. They find your weakness 
and they exploited. And every now and then, they ran right at those two massive defensive tackles for Texas and were successful. So uh, that clutch gene, I mean, I can't pick the game, obviously, but if you're asking me which trait I would choose, I'd go clutch every single time. <laughs> well, you know, it's a good thing. Sorry, sorry, Andre. How's that heartburn now after those numbers I just rattled off with Roma Dunze, Polk, and McMillan with Penix? 20 targets, 19 grabs, 353, two tuts. I mean, well, I'm not worried anymore. He he had an incompletion. So, I mean, clearly he's not perfect. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you're saying there's a chance. Um, all right. Me. So, one thing I've heard you mention multiple times, every time um, that you've spoken in this interview, you've mentioned Dylan Johnson and, you know, the questions about his availability, but kind of how important he is to this Washington offense. So, I guess that is my – my question, you being there, is there any buzz about whether he's really going to be able to go and go full speed? Because it really didn't look good at the end of the game last week. And even though I'm pulling for Michigan, I want them to be Washington at full speed. So I'm hoping he can go. But is there any, any word about that? Well, when it, at the end of the Sugar Bowl, I mean, we all saw it on TV, right? I mean, he went right by me in that cart and he was, you know, pumping his fist, you know, at his teammates, like, well, you know, hey, finish this thing. And they did. So uh, what I've heard is that he is going to go now, but you, but the better, the, the bigger part of your question is how healthy will he be? And we won't know that man until he tests it, but this foot's been bothering him for a while, even going back to the Oregon state game, we're going over a month ago, right? So uh, this thing has been lingering for a long time. He has fought through it, but it was nasty. When he came off the field, Andre, he couldn't put any weight on that foot. So that is by far bar none to me. The number one thing to watch, not just even at media day tomorrow morning, as both teams arrive here in Houston tonight, uh, but you know, just in pregame warmups. I mean, how healthy is that dude wearing seven for Washington? Because that's eleven hundred yards, you know, and sixteen touchdowns. And he ran. I mean, he had a heck of a game against Texas. You know, also hitting pay dirt and going right at those two big tackles. So, uh, is he going to go? Yeah, I expect him to. How how healthy will he be? I have no earthly idea. And again, remember, he's been dealing with this for a long, long time. We will all be watching and listening for that on Monday night. Again, coverage beginning right here at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. We'll get you out of here on this. Ian, what should we set the over-under on the radio broadcast for the mentions of Harbaugh's future? <laughs> Whew, that's a good one, man. With Sean McDonough and McElroy in the booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing McDonough, I'm going to go three and a half. How's that sound? What, okay. Which way would you go with that? Over or under? Over. <laughs> <laughs> I think no matter what number you said, the answer was over. <laughs> yeah. uh, you might be able to set it at ten and a half. Right. And we, might, we might feel pretty safe going over. I was trying to give you like a real answer to a very sarcastic question. And you're like, are you kidding me? We bleep out of here. It's going over. <laughs> Ian Fitzsimmons, he is the co-host of this show. I get him back on Tuesday after a heck of a college football season. Ian, I get you back until at least the UFL season uh, takes you away once again. So get some rest after a Monday night, but have a heck of a lot of fun for us. Andre, take care of the work wife, brother. Yes, yeah, sir. Enjoy the weekend. Go blue. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. We'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so that you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Don't forget, you can always hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian with Andre Snellings filling in for Ian tonight, we will officially make our NFL picks for Week 18. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. It's a challenge. It's been a challenge all season long for us here at Amber and Ian. If Ian was here, uh, he would be very, very upset by where we stand in the standings because Ian considers himself a bit of a betting man, Andre Snellings, <laughs> and he takes this thing seriously. Me, not so much. And I've been having a different co-host every Friday when we do these picks because Ian's not here on Fridays during the football season because he's busy with that. And... I typically have gone with, you know, what maybe said co-host has done or then I'll override or then some weeks I'll go with my own or whatever. And no matter what strategy I have employed, it has not gone well <laughs> this season. It doesn't seem to matter. Picks don't like me. They like Greeny even less. But we're sitting uh, just behind or just above Greeny, I guess I should say, in the standings. He is dead last right now in terms of the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. Carlin versus Joe is at the top. They're the winners. I mean, huge shock there that the show with the actual betting expert who has at his fingertips all of the information that you get when you're an analyst for ESPN. That that dude and his co-host. You know, I don't remember him bringing me along when I was his co-host. <laughs> Karen Carlin along over here at the top of the standings. So here's the deal, though. Yeah, I think we have, to, we have to tank. We have to tank this week, I think. Well, yeah, so here's the deal. Carlin and Joe are going to get a big trophy. And they apparently are going to get an actual large trophy. Now, there's nothing they can do. They can go 0 for 3, and they're still winning this thing. So they've got that unlocked. Freddie and Harry right now just behind them. And Sportsmanlike behind that. Game night behind that. And then there's us. And then there's Greeny. Okay. Now, apparently, there's a small trophy for the loser. Meant to mock the loser here. But I think it might be fun to try to get that trophy, Q. <laughs> Because, you know, if you're not getting a trophy, then, then what are we doing in this whole thing? So right now, Greeny's on pace to get the loser's trophy. But we could try to tank this week, and we could overtake them because we're only two games ahead of Greeny here. So we've got a shot. There's three games to pick. <laughs> this is 
so there are commercials now for for the Kobe Bryant brand where they show someone doing some hard work and they say that's Mamba. This mm. is not Mamba. Not Mamba. <laughs> Opposite of Mamba. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive. You can always hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. So the games that we have to pick this week, Texans at Colts, Falcons at Saints, Bills at Dolphins. I will run through these more specifically in a moment. But James, do no. we know what Greenie's picks are this week? Because part uh, of the strategy could just be pick the opposite of Greenie, and then one of us is going to win and lose, right? Yeah, I mean, we could also just uh, do the strategy of uh, letting you decide what to do, and that's uh, pretty much put us at the bottom anyway. That's uh, an effective so, I mean, strategy, except for not dead last. Yeah, that's what I mean. I Greenies mean, it's losing been close. strategy has been even more effective. We haven't been bad enough is what right. I'm saying. Yes, we're so, in mediocrity. They always say mediocrity in sports is the worst place to be. Right now, we're competing for the number one overall draft pick. If we finish just above Greeny, we ain't got nothing to show for it. It's true. Except uh, C.J. Stroud. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, there's no C.J. Stroud trophy, though. We just need the... We need the I want that little guy sitting on my desk over there uh, with with all my toys. Um, so we text the producers of uh, Greeny Show, and I don't know if I trust it though. I, they could just be they, maybe they're doing the same thing. Maybe they're tanking too. I mean, they've I'm but sure they've, they've, already, they've already put in their picks, right? So I know, why would they? Maybe and they, also, it's on air, so but, we can just go back and listen to the Greeny podcast. That's, so they can't that's really probably what I should. Us. It's probably what we should have done. That's pr- yeah. in hindsight, hindsight. I had plenty of time to go back yeah. and listen to the podcast. Hindsight is always yeah. twenty. Yeah. In fact, it was probably labeled like Greeny Pixel or yeah. whatever. That part of the podcast. stamps as well. That, that yeah. could very well be. Well, listen, uh, we're just going by what the producer <laughs> told us. I don't trust said, what they're saying is true it, because they're a little they're a little weird about giving well, us. Well, it's the, also you're in, you're bugging Cam and, and Bubba at like no, 10 like, p.m. on a Friday well, night. Well, 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 aren't you working at 10 o'clock on a Friday night? I mean, that's what we're doing. That's Bubba what we're all do doing. Don't let's not let's not even try to say that. All right, so so uh, allegedly, okay, a word we like to use on the show a lot. Uh, the picks were Colts, Falcons, Bills. Uh, we uh, our three our three games are Texans minus one at the Colts, Falcons at the Saints. Saints are three point favorites. Bills minus three at the Dolphins. And their picks allegedly wow, okay. Colts, are Colts, Falcons. Falcons, Bills. Bills. Okay, so so this means in this scenario, I need to take the Texans. We did, me and Andre, discuss Texan Colts, Texans favored by one in this game. We discussed this earlier. I think you and I both might have gone Texans in this game, right, earlier. So fine, let's just rock with the Texans and go opposite of greedy. I don't really have a strong opinion either way or a strong feeling about that game, but let's go uh, and rock with the Texans, sure. Let's but wait, crazy. if you think the Texans are going to win, shouldn't you? Oh, go right. Opposite? I don't know. I don't know oh, how you do think it. You can't though, because if 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 the Colts win, and all right, so we we you know, or she's definitely going to pick the Dolphins. So we're opposite there. Yeah, and I, I'm stuck on win versus loss in this I know, scenario. I, a win right, is a loss versus line. <laughs> So, yeah. so we're definitely going to pick the Dolphins. That's a that's a loss immediately because they're playing a team that's, that's pretty good. That's not a loss. They're really good at home, uh, even though but they're, they're completely broken and they've got no pass rush because everybody's injured. And Jalen Waddle's back out there at practice and Tyreek Hill practiced, I, even though he's in a walking boot. I, I, I honestly, I, I, you know, and uh, do you guys have a, a strong feeling about the Falcons and Saints? I think we both did the one second. Uh, I was like, I'll take the Saints. <laughs> and yeah, said, and I'll I said, I'll take, I'll take the Falcons. Take the Falcons. 
Yeah, we we went one second on that game. Um, if we want to go opposite of Greeny and take Saints, that's fine. I don't have a huge objection to that. I right, well, I guess just, let's just go opposite on everything then. We got to right? swing, like, go, swing, swing for the fences. Let's swing for the fences. Yeah. We'll just go opposite of Greeny. So we'll go Texans, Saints minus three, Dolphins. and Dolphins. The Dolphins, real easy is, loss slash win. Okay, stop, stop doing that, James. Easy. What, Andre? I said, what is the tiebreaker? We, we, we talked about the NFL ties. What if you and Greeny tie? Do you split the little trophy? I'm like, just going to take it. <laughs> D-Bo. <laughs> they, can they produce another trophy? Are we sure this trophy even exists? I saw it sitting outside of Liam's oh. office. There was a, a giant trophy with Carlin versus Joe, like a, like, like a little placard on the side. It said Carlin versus Joe 2023. And then right next to it was a trophy that was like, I don't know, a 50th of the size uh, that just said loser on it. And I want that one because it's the, you know, it's it's not the title that makes the person. It's the person Mm -hmm. that makes the title. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, we'll see then, I guess, how this goes. I mean, Greeny typically is really good at losing though when it comes to picks like it's been a lot of years i believe that teeny greeny has taken the opposite title here on the loser end for nfl picks but we'll see if this opposite strategy works out for us where we just straight up pick against greeny may the best man or woman survive or not survive yeah maybe this yeah the the best (laughs) man or woman tank the end uh or yeah uh sure maybe uh, maybe greeny will end up elated uh that he did not finish in last place 